Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Check Yourself Podcast Show with me, Doris the Horse. First off, let me start by wishing everyone a past happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Happy New Year. This is going to be our first episode of 2018. So I look forward to with you guys riding with me through the new year. Hopefully I can keep these episodes going now that the holidays are out the way and I got most of the family business out the way. But don't hold me to it. I hope you all spend some quality time with the people you love. Shout out to all my people that listen back home in Chicago. Since it's the holidays, we are going to talk about some holiday hoops. It's a, going to, it's a going tradition on Christmas Day that some of the top NBA teams square off on the hardwood to establish themselves right before going into the All-Star break. I'm going to break down the top eight teams both in the Eastern and the Western Conference with a quick notable mention to my favorite team of all time, the Chicago Bulls, who are now riding a solid 13-24 and 24 record. Don't worry about the 24. We're going to fix that on the second half of the season. But we did have a nice seven-game winning streak going until uh, we lost to Cleveland with Mr. LeBron James sticking his nose in our business. But then we bounced back, and we had another good start with a nice three-game winning streak, and I believe we just lost. Uh, I believe we just lost a couple days ago. So, anywho, I'm still C-Red. It's going to be go Bulls all the time. So I'm pulling for those guys. I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs. So don't get to at me and sending me emails talking about my Bulls are not going to make it. I know that. But enough with the hometown heroes. Let's just keep it in the East with the top eight performers being the Celtics, the Raptors, the Cavs, the Pistons, the Bucks, the Wizards, the Pacers, and the Heat. I think the Pacers and the Heat have switched now since I took these stats. I want to say the Pacers are now at eight and the Heat is now at seven. So starting with the Boston Celtics, you have their uh, point points per game scoring leader at Kyrie Irving, the new addition to the team since the trade between Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving leads the team with 24.7 points per game, second by Jalen Brown with 14.5, and a star notable mention by the rookie Jason Tatum over there with 14.2. Reason I threw Jason Tatum in there is because I like him. I like his energy. Super young dude. He's not scared. You know, he doesn't play like a light-skinned brother, as Kobe Bryant referred to Jordan Clarkson a couple seasons ago. He takes it to the hole very fierce. So I like Jason Tatum. That's why I threw him in there with his point production. And he's not that far behind Jalen Brown with the 14.2, 14.5. That's still 14 points a game, if you ask me. They had a 26-point comeback against the Rockets a few games ago end up beating the Rockets 99-98. Kyrie put up 26 points, shot 50% from the field with 9-18. Couple of questionable calls. This is my more than two cents. Past few games, there's been a couple of questionable calls, and the NBA players have been talking about the refs, how it was bad officiating, the refs missed this call, the refs missed that call. I'm going to give y'all a nice quote from my old man. You know, he loved basketball. In his head, he was an all-star coach. I think he stole this from uh, John Wooden or one of those other real coaches that if you have to let the refs decide the game for you, then you already lost the game to begin with. So I wish these guys would stop crying about last two-minute reports, what what call was missed, what call was made. If the, if the game goes down to a tie game or you down by one with seconds ticking. I don't want the ref to decide the game anyway. You guys are professional athletes. You got you guys get paid millions of dollars. You either score the ball or you don't. End the story in the game. So with that being said, also Boston 
went on a winning streak of their own, starting with the third game of their season. They rode about a 16-game winning streak. So Boston's looking pretty good over there. I guess Danny Ainge knew what he was doing. Second, you got Toronto. Toronto's sitting at about a 24 and 10, or at least they were when I took this stat. They they got 11 straight home wins over there as well. DeMar DeRosa, he's killing. He's leading the team, averaging 20, 24.1 points per game. Kyle Lowry's right behind him with 16.1. I believe DeMar DeRozan also put up, I want to say, his career high game a couple of games ago. Where I think he scored 52 or 53. So uh, Toronto, Toronto's always been a threat over there in the North. Uh, I think people don't really take them serious, seeing as it's Toronto. And ever since Vince Carter left, I don't think Toronto never really got the credit. But I see Toronto making it being a threat to make it to the Eastern Conference. They might give Boston some trouble. Cleveland, eh, I don't really However, Boston did take Toronto out back in November uh, by one point, 95 to 94. So I know I said I think they could take Boston. You know, that's kind of a toss of the coin. Back to number three, good old King James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's in a 24-12 record. LeBron leads that team with 27.8 points per game. Kevin Love, number two, with 20.2 points per game. Lost to the Warriors back on Christmas Day, 99-92, to 92, uh, with the game pretty much neck and neck. Uh, Last-minute defensive stop by Kevin Durant on LeBron James sealed the deal where they said Kevin Durant fouled LeBron James two times, but the call was never called. Once again, like I say, if you got to have the refs decide that call, then you shouldn't have deserved to win the game anyway. There's no way a ref's going to call a foul on a LeBron James versus a Kevin Durant one-on-one ISO that could possibly decide the game. No ref wants that pressure. So, anywho, they did lose that game. They did, on a positive note, set a franchise record with a 13-game winning streak on December the 6th. So, I mean, if you follow history, Cleveland and LeBron is probably going to be in the finals or the Eastern Conference. They're definitely making Eastern Conference finals. More than likely, they're going to make the finals. LeBron's been there, I don't know what, eight straight times, nine straight times, 27 straight times. He, He goes to the finals every year. So, if you're a betting person, you better bet on LeBron and them coming out the East. However, I don't think it's going to be an easier walk as it was last year, but they are my pool to come out the East, as I think they're probably everybody's pool to come out the East. Number four, you got Detroit sitting over there. Detroit sitting over there with a 20-15 and 15 record. I guess that's kind of surprising because you usually don't hear nothing about the Pistons, but I guess with, the, uh, with Tobias Harris over there leading the team with 18.2 points per game, they also picked up a new acquisition with Avery Bradley. He played with the Boston Celtics last year. He's giving them 15, 15.7 points per game over there. I guess they got it clicking over there. They issued Boston their first home loss since the season opened up back in November when they beat them 118 to 108. Andre Drummond put up 26 points and a whopping 22 rebounds. The man Andre Drummond is a beast. I think he's underrated. I think people don't give him his credit. That man is definitely a monster. And if the Bulls had any type of chance to get him, I would hope we would trade half of the team for him. They also got Tobias Harris over there being only the third player in NBA history to shoot 90% when taking at least eight three-pointers. 
He holds that he holds that category with uh, Big Smooth Sam Perkins and then Gerald Green. It's only three players that ever had that stat. So shout out to Tobias Harris. Number five, you got the Milwaukee Bucks. They're sitting at about 19 and 15 with the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, look, I played myself. I practiced this in the mirror, guys. The Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He leads the team both in rebounds, points, and assists. He's putting up 29.1 points per game, 10.4 assists. I mean, 10.4 rebounds, 4.6 assists. He also leads the Eastern Conference in points per game as well. The Greek freak. He's also a monster. I think he's probably going to be next up if you put people in the rankings. I don't know. I think he has to develop a better jumper, maybe a little bit more leadership skills. But, I mean, after LeBron, you definitely got to check for the Greek freak. They beat the Cavs back in mid-December, 119 to 116. So, look for Milwaukee. I, I could see them maybe making a playoff run, maybe getting out of the first round depending on who they draw. But you gotta you gotta respect the Greek freak. He's here to stay. You got number six with Washington. This is my personal favorite. Besides my Bulls, of course, it'd be the Washington Wizards, John Wall, and all those guys over there. They're sitting in a 19 and 16 record as well. Well, at least when I took these stats, you got Bradley Bill leading the team with 22.9 points a game. John Wall second up with 18.2. They held out a little revenge and beat Boston back on Christmas Day, 111 to 103. Washington and Boston, they're turning into the newer version of the Bulls and the Pistons with the back and forths. If anybody remembers last year, I believe Washington wore all black to the game, said they was coming for a funeral. Boston ended up blowing them out. So those guys go back and forth as well. That should be an exciting matchup. I look forward to those teams playing again in the future. And I look. Next up, we have uh, the Indiana Pacers. Like I said, I think the Pacers and the Heat have switched since uh, these stats were recorded. But we got the Indiana Pacers, who were sitting at the time, 19 and 17. Victor Oladipo leads the team with 24.9 points per game. Second, Miles Turner with 14.5. I like Victor Oladipo. I watched him in college. Uh, good old Indiana Hoosier. High fly dunker. The man's amazing. I think since college he's bounced around. Uh, he did a little brief stint over there with uh, the OKC Thunder. He did a little stint with the Orlando Magic. I think he's found a home with the Indiana Pacers after the Paul George trade. And I think he's going to ring some bells. I like Victor Oladipo. Pacers snapped the Cavs 13 game winning streak with a 106 um, to 102 victory. Oladipo put up 33 points, shooting almost 50% from the field with 11 with 24. However, they did hold an L to the best team in the East again, the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> with rookie Larry Markinen, the Arizona Wildcat itself, putting up a whopping 32 points. I'm telling y'all, don't sleep on the Bulls. See red. Next, we got the Miami Heat. Uh, when this stat was taken, they were also sitting at a 19 and 17 record. 19 and 17 record. I don't know about you guys, but after D Wade left, I don't really. The Heat, the Heat just don't do it for me. Uh, they got Gordon Dragic. He leads the team with 16.2 points per game, and a Hassan Whiteside second with a 14.6. I think Hassan Whiteside, Hassan Whiteside is really their anchor over there. I I know Drogic is putting in a uh, he's putting a little work, but I think it's a sign white side. As long as he stays healthy, they might stay relevant. It's a big boy. But 
other than that, I, I don't. The Heat just don't have any flair for me. I don't like them. They did beat Boston back in December off uh, off of the back of Kelly Olick, scoring his career high 32 points, shooting 80 percent from the field with 12 for 15, and he put up six from eight from deep. I believe that was a little, you know. Thank you very much, Danny Ainge, because Boston traded him to Miami. So I believe that's what that was. And that is going to do it for the wrap-up with top eight performers in the Eastern Conference. We are now going to switch it over to the Western Conference, everybody's favorite conference since everybody seemed to get traded and moved over there. So everybody's riding the Western Conference. I'm still bipartisan. I don't really care. I think both conferences are pretty dope. But with the Western Conference, you got the Warriors, the Rockets, the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Nuggets, the Trailblazers, and the Pelicans. That's your top eight performers over there. Starting with the reigning NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, super team, as most of the critics are saying, with the acquisition of Kevin Durant last season. However... Steph Curry is still the team leader, leading the team with 26.3 points per game with KD right behind him with 26.1. So they both at 26 points, but on paper, Steph Curry still running them over there. Like I mentioned earlier, they did take out the they did take out LeBron James and company, Cleveland Cavaliers, on Christmas Day. Steph Curry did not play in that game. He was injured. Since, since coming back from his injury, Steph Curry missed 11 games with the injury. He came back and hit a season-high 10 three-pointers and put up 38 points. Next, you got the Houston Rockets. The beard, James Harden, leading the team over there with 32 points per game. That man, James Harden's a beast. And then Eric Gordon coming in with a hot second at 19.5. Rockets had a 14-game winning streak during, the, during their first part of the season as well. They've had some battles, some tough fights. The Rockets are definitely trying to put their flag down as a top contender in the West. Chris Paul, hopefully when he comes back from injury and they get that team rolling on all cylinders, they're going to be a force to reckon with in the West. This is what I think about as far as the Western Conference. I'm going to give you my more than two cents. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for Golden State to walk, get straight, straight to the finals as it was for previous years in the past. It's a lot of contenders over in the West, a lot. And they got a lot of good players, a lot of great athletes that are stacked up with other great athletes on the same team. So I think it's going to be a dogfight in the West. Not as much as it's going to be with the East, whereas with the East you got maybe two or three teams that you probably fight it out maybe four if you throw in Milwaukee. But over here in the West, I would say all top, all eight of these teams with maybe the Denver Nuggets, maybe are all fighters, all fighters. So I don't know, maybe time will tell, but Houston is definitely letting people know that they're here to stay. James Harden's going crazy over there. Number three, you got everybody's old-time favorite, the Spurs. They were sitting at a 25-12 and 12 record. You got LaMarcus Aldridge leading the team with 22, um, 22.2 points per game with Kawhi coming in second at 12.6. But Kawhi also was injured earlier this season as well so that number is probably going to change drastically in the second half of the season hopefully he stays healthy 
LaMarcus Aldridge definitely stepping up and starting to show his own. I know a lot of people were disappointed in his performance last year during the playoffs. Thought he could have contributed a little bit more. Me as well. I was a LaMarcus Aldridge fan since Portland. And I thought when he went to uh, San Antonio, that would be a good fit for him. I believe he's from there, from Texas. So I thought it was going to be, you know, coming home type of ceremony. Maybe he's just got to fit in the uh, Popovich's system. They came back from a 23-point uh, deficit to beat the OKC Thunder back in November. Like I said, it's going to be a dogfight. Teams are coming back. 23 points, 26 points. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe here. You're going to have to lace them up for all four quarters. So the Spurs, the Spurs are definitely going to be there. Popovich, they got a system that works over there. It's kind of like the Patriots with, with the NFL. It's the system. You can plug in any players. Plus, you still got Manu Ginobili over there balling. I think that man found Michael Jordan's secret stuff or the youth water because he's balling over there like he's 26 years old. I think he's 40. I think him and Vince Carter are the oldest players in the NBA. So, next up, you got the Minnesota Timberwolves or who I like to call the Minnesota Bulls seeing as they have our former coach. They have our former Best player on our team, Jimmy Buckets, and they have one of our big men over there with Taj Gibson. So they are sitting at a 22 and 14 record with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, leading the team with a 21.2 points per game, and Carl Anthony Towns, Cat, coming in second with 20.4 points per game. Minnesota Timberwolves is going to be. I would also like to mention that they also have Jamal Crawford on their team, who also did a brief spent with the Bulls. A few few seasons ago, so hence why they're called the Minnesota Bulls or the Chicago Timberwolves, however you want to spin it. That's what I call them. But a whole bunch of young boys over there. I think once they play, they play together for a while. They'll end up getting it together. Jeff Teague, uh, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. I don't think it's their time. I just think uh, they need they need some more years together. Next up, you got. OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder, Mr. Triple Double Man himself, Russell Westbrook. Uh, they are he's leading their team with let's see if we can pull it up here. There you go. He's leading their team with 24.5 points a game, second by Paul George, newcomer out of uh Indiana, not newcomer, but newly acquired from the Indiana Pacers. Who I believe, just my more than two cents opinion, will be in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform, probably next to LeBron James. But he's second with 20.5 points a game. Honorable mention is another newly acquired player they have over there as well. One of my favorite players in the league who I think doesn't get enough credit. I'm going to always big him up on anything I talk about. Carmelo Anthony, stay mellow. He's giving them 17.5 points a game and all of that veteran wisdom. But they beat the they beat the Houston Rockets on Christmas Day, 112 to 107. Westbrook, Russell Westbrook put up 31 points and was shooting 50% from the field. Also had 11 assists. Oklahoma City Thunder is definitely going to be in the playoffs and they're definitely going to be a heavy hitter contender. I think they're coming. Me personally, I think they're trying to make their spot for that Western Conference. I just don't know if they can keep it together and hold it together from some playoff series. They're going to have to probably get past Houston. Maybe, well, get past Houston. Maybe the Spurs, maybe. I don't know how the chips going to fall, but they're going to have to get, they're going to have to at least make two good playoff runs 
to get to that Western Conference so Russell Westbrook can see Kevin Durant. I know that's what he's waiting on. I think they got it. I just, I, I don't know. Only time will tell. Next up, you got the you got the Denver Nuggets. They're sitting at a 19-17 record. You got uh, Nikolai Gojic. He's leading the team with 16.2 points per game. And Gary Harris is right behind him with a solid 16. Uh, the only thing I got to say about the Denver Nuggets is they they did snap the Warriors' 11-game winning streak uh, with a 96-81-point uh, victory, and they did that in Oracle. So I'm not really a Denver Nuggets fan. I don't really like how they mistreated my man Carmelo. So I wish, I wish those guys over there the best. They got the young boy over there, Murray. I watched him in college. But other than that, I'm really too much not checking for the Denver Nuggets, and I you probably won't see them in the playoffs. Maybe AFC, but I doubt it. Next up, you got the Portland Trailblazers. They sitting at an 18 and 17 record, or at least they was when I took these stats. Uh, Damian Lillard leads the team with 25.2 perks per game. Dame Dollars, and then you got CJ McCollum second with 21.1 points per game. Portland's definitely gonna be there. Portland would probably be, you know what? Now that I talk, it'll probably be a Portland, maybe probably be maybe a Portland Denver first round if Denver even. Can hold on to, the, can hold and stay within the eight. Probably be a Denver Portland first round where Portland should give those guys their their exit tickets out of there. I know Portland Portland fought pretty hard last year in the playoffs uh, to try and make it. They just ran out of gas and stop power. Following it up, you got the New Orleans Pelicans. That'll be it at the AFC. They're, they're sitting in a solid 18 and 18. At least they were when I took the stats. Uh, you got Boogie, the Marcus cousin. He leads the team with 26.1 points per game. And then the Brow, Anthony Davis, he comes in second with a 25.7 points per game. They beat the Thunder back in November, 114 to 107. Anthony Davis put up 36 points, 15 boards. And then also during the Brooklyn Nets game, Rajai Wando set his career-high assist record with 25 assists. Also, only the seventh player to ever do it in NBA history. Shout out to Rajai Rondo. He played with the Bulls for a short stint as, short stint as well. I wish the coaching staff would have been a little bit better. We might have been able to hold on to Rajai Rondo. He got hurt during that Boston series in the playoffs last year or right before somewhere up in there and I think that was the reason we weren't able to close those guys out and that's about it that's my wrap up like I say uh, top 8 rankings both East and Western Conference thank you guys for bearing through this rather longer podcast than the first episode first episode was my 5 minute Fridays you know it's a quick 5 minute wrap up this is was actually a lengthy episode so i appreciate you guys for staying with me listening to it i appreciate any type of feedback you want to give me if you want to dog me about my statistics i know they probably a little off the numbers off you can send me an email at check yourself show at gmail.com or you can send a comment follow us on instagram at check yourself show all one word and i'm going to try and get these episodes more consistent like I'm gonna hit I'm still gonna bring the five minute Fridays. I, I like those. I'm trying to work on the call in so I can get some of my friends back home in Chicago to uh, call in and give us their more than two cents opinion. I got a lot of sports friends who think they know what's going on, so I'm gonna see if I can get them on the show so they can bless us with their feedback. I just gotta work out the features here on my little recording device. But once I get that going, you're gonna probably hear more voices than just me. So other than that, I hope you guys uh, have a safe week. I appreciate you guys listening. 
and I'll check you guys next time. Later.